0: Hello, welcome to Bible Read Me. I'm Charles Van Dersen. Today I will begin summarizing the Bible readings beginning on day 8. On the calendar it would be January the 8th. Today we begin by reading the genealogical records of the descendants of Abraham, his hostile son Ishmael, and Isaac. Then after Isaac prayed that God would grant his barren wife a conception After much prenatal discomfort, God informed Rebecca that she was the mother of fighting twins. This is the first occurrence of twins to be found in Scripture, and that they would form rival nations. Rebecca must have doubted this because it appears that the discovery of a second child was quite a surprising revelation. Reference Genesis chapter twenty five verse twenty six. By the way, this event occurred in time about as many years before the birth of Christ as we are now living after Christ's resurrection. Abraham died when Jacob and Esau were about 15 years old, but not before producing many more antagonistic siblings and then banishing them from Isaac's inherited homestead. No wonder why the current state of Israel suffers so many neighboring enemies. Isaac and Ishmael note that Isaac's the youngest but named first, buried 175-year-old Abraham in the same cave as he had buried Sarah 38 years earlier. Day 9. We read how Jacob, the younger twin, through trickery, ended up with the birthright that rightfully belonged to Esau. Father Isaac also used deception to avoid the potential of being murdered in and in turn received the chastisement and then a blessing from King Abimelech. Isaac suffered much drama over the digging and ownership of four different wells. This ended with the fifth well that he named Rehoboth, which means, quote, open space, end quote, to mark the occasion where they found enough room to settle down and prosper. Today's reading ends with the unfolding of Rebecca's plan for Jacob to secure the birthright. In her attempt to avert family violence that would rob her of both sons, she actually caused just that to happen. Esau left in a rage to marry pagan wives, and Jacob left to Rebecca's former hometown far away, presumably never to have ever seen him again. Day 10 We read how God reaffirmed to fleeing Jacob his commitment to fulfill his promise to Abraham, how the trickster got tricked, and how Jacob quickly gained eleven sons. Esau spited his parents by marrying a Canaanite woman and one of Ishmael's daughters. Meanwhile, Jacob spent the night at Bethel and had a dream that he was at the base of a stairway to heaven. He heard God's promise to protect him and bring him back to that location and to multiply his descendants when he awoke, Jacob built and anointed a memorial from the stone on which he had laid his head and renamed the location to mean, quote, house of God, end quote. Jacob finally arrived at Haran and met his mother's family. After agreeing to and working for seven years before marrying Rachel, he was shocked to awake the next morning to find that his uncle Laban had tricked him into marrying Leah instead. So to gain Rachel and have both sisters, he had to agree to serve Uncle Laban for another seven years. That may have been Laban's plan all along. Who knows? Because of Rachel's barrenness, there began a contest of conceptions between the sisters that resulted in Jacob gaining two more wives. Ultimately, Rachel bore him his favorite son, Joseph. Day 11. Laban lost his daughter's and all his grandchildren from them in one day, as quickly as he had lost his sister Rebekah many years before. After Joseph was born, Jacob desired to return home to Canaan. But because Jacob's hard work caused Laban's wealth to increase, Laban convinced him to stay by promising to pay him with all of the spotted sheep. Laban cheated him ten times, but God blessed Jacob because of this, and because of his strong work ethic, Jacob's wealth increased as well, to the dismay felt by Laban's sons. Finally, obeying God's instructions to leave, Jacob took all he owned and fled while Laban and his sons were out of town. Laban found out and hotly pursued them, but God warned Laban in a dream not to harm Jacob. During the packing up of their things, Rachel stole her father's idols, Answering Laban's accusations of theft, Jacob, ignorant of Rachel's actions, may have inadvertently cursed his favorite wife. Compare Genesis chapter 31, verse 31 and 34, and Genesis 35, verse 19. Jacob and Laban parted with a treaty, that is, not to harm each other, reference Genesis chapter 31, verse 53. This verse has been largely misunderstood and misapplied by many as an act of friendship, when in fact it is a promise not to attack one another. Day 12 After Uncle Laban headed back to his home and Jacob began to move onward to his homeland, angels of God met with and encouraged him. He sent messengers ahead of his clan to assess the intensity of Esau's formerly bitter anger over Jacob's theft of his birthright blessing. The messengers reported that Esau was coming with an army of 400 men. This put Jacob in a panic. He divided his family and sent many animals ahead to appease what Jacob assumed was Esau's desire for revenge. Before Esau arrived, Jacob moved his family across the river and then returned to the camp alone to find that he had to wrestle a man who was revealed later to be God, who changed his name from Jacob, which means trickster, to Israel, which means prince. Later, Esau did arrive, but on friendly terms. On the way back home, Jacob foolishly settled in Shechem, where his family got entangled in a lot of drama and violence. Finally, returning to Bethel, God confirmed his name change, and Rachel died giving birth to his youngest son, Benjamin. Day 13 because the land could not support both families and all their livestock, Esau moved his entire clan and all his possessions away from Jacob and Canaan to the land of Edom, where the original nomadic pagans settled into various established kingdoms. A genealogical record of Esau's descendants with a focus on the leaders and kings is listed. Finally, the reading ends with a list of names of Israel's twelve sons. Nothing good is ever said about Edom in scripture. Day 14 Finally, Jacob, now called Israel, settled and returned to the land of his father in Canaan. When Joseph was 17 years old, Jacob showed his favoritism toward him over his other brothers by giving him a beautiful robe. Then their jealousy of him was augmented by his dreams that appeared to predict his future superiority over them. In response, they found an opportunity to sell him to traders who in turn sold him in Egypt. The brothers deceived Jacob, their father, into believing that a wild beast had killed Joseph, but they never actually said it. Then Judah married a Canaanite woman, and his daughter-in-law Tamar proved to be more righteous than he when she schemed a plan that would give her what he had promised but refused to deliver. Meanwhile, back in Egypt, Joseph was framed by his master's lustful wife and subsequently imprisoned but the Lord's favor on Joseph gave him success and caused the prison warden to promote Joseph to an administrative position. This ends episode number four. My next episode will pick up on day 15. I look forward to your visit then. May God bless you.